Thanks for tuning in to House Things, a podcast from the David A. Howe Public Library, recorded right here in Wellsville, New York. I'm Nick Gunning. This is a special episode. This is Halloween Now 9, and I'm joined by the director of the Fred and Harriet Taylor Memorial Library, Sally Jacoby Murphy, the Queen of Halloween, Your Majesty. Woohoo! Happy to be here. <laughs> Welcome back. I had to go and look, because I'm like writing the Roman numeral for 9, and I'm like, is that true? But it is. It is, is true. That is crazy. Nine, nine years next year is going to be our 10th anniversary i know i don't know what that means but i know eric's something. like not in the podcast game anymore not in the library game anymore but i think we have to get him back for the 10th yeah i agree i miss that guy i know remember how he discord bombed <laughs> us last year to talk about yeah. uh josh mailerman Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, what a minx what a minx he is how are you how's your halloween so far good yeah Busy, spooky season here yeah. in Hammondsport, but as always, I'm loving it. So yeah, here's here's the thing that that tells me that you're truly the queen of Halloween. We were originally going to record a different day. We decided today to do this now, and yet you are wearing your Halloween ghost sweater. <laughs> it's purely <laughs> accidental. <laughs> it's just only the way because, it goes. Yeah, well, it's because I have so many Halloween clothes at this point that I really have to start like four weeks in advance yeah. um it's really like people do christmas season i'm i do halloween season oh i know so any day you catch me in the next like three yeah, weeks or whatever good. we've got left i will have something on so yeah, yeah they're good okay yeah all right okay well uh i want to talk all things halloween but i want to check in with just what you're reading and watching right now so let's open up our books and see where our bookmarks are at well, I just finished Mad Honey by Jodi Picoult. Oh, okay. I've still only read her Wonder Woman comic book. That's all I've read <laughs> of Jodi Picoult. Uh, how was this? It was great. Yeah, I okay. thought it was super interesting. Deals a lot with like trauma, generational trauma. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, I think, getting a lot of press right now because one of the main characters, well, maybe this is a spoiler. Maybe Ooh. I shouldn't say it. Ooh. It falls into the LGBTQ category. So it's already been banned in a million places. Okay. That's how you know it's good. Okay. Um, but super interesting. I think she yeah. handled it really well. I thought it was really thoughtfully written. Okay. I should say, it's her and another author. Oh. And I am not giving the other author credit. You should. Yeah, yeah, I should. And I don't know the other author's name off the top of my head. So that's a failure. It's Jennifer Finney Boylan is the other author. Thank you. Thank you for saving me there. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just finished that. I'm about to pick up Kindred by Octavia Butler. Oh, um, okay. I've read the comic book version, actually. Look at um, you. There's like a graphic okay. novel. Yeah. But I have not read the whole book before. And yeah. so I'm pretty stoked to do that. Yeah. And I'm also in the middle of Vacation Land by John Hodgman, which I have been like picking up and putting down for like months now because it's sort of like being read around all my book club books and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I know but, that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But it's great. I, he's hilarious. And okay. From like the daily show or the Mac commercials. Is that who yep. we're talking about? Oh, he yep. is funny. Yeah. Comedian writer. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. It, so this is like a series of sort of shorts that take place in his childhood in Massachusetts and then okay. his time vacationing in Maine as an adult. And he's yeah. just so 
funny and witty. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. He has a podcast too. I haven't listened to much of it, but like I yes. always enjoy his style. So yeah, that's yeah, good. I've listened cool. to a bit of his podcast. You would like it. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, I heard him on another thing that I was like, oh, maybe I should. Actually, it was Justin Long. Justin oh. Long has a podcast, and Justin Long was the Mac to John Hodgman's PC. Yeah. And so they did the little episode together, which was fun. But That's fun. Yeah. Nice. I, thought I told so. my brother, he kind of reminds me of my brother. So shout out to him. Uh, I could yeah. see that. <laughs> your, brother, your brother has that very droll delivery, yes. you know, of everything. <laughs> yes, hello. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I finished a book, uh, speaking of uh, generational trauma, I finished a book called Tell Me Everything by Minka Kelly. Do you know Minka Kelly from uh, like Friday Night Lights or uh, Titans? You don't know Titans. Oh, I mean, I do know who you're talking about, but I didn't realize that she wrote. Yeah, well, it's a it's a memoir. It's just yeah. like her own personal story, which I knew nothing about. Um, but I'd been in kind of a memoir zone and it popped up on Livy and I was like, let's do it. Uh, and boy, what a what a wild ride like the things that she's overcome and like the trauma that was her childhood was uh it was kind of a tough read in places but you know told in retrospect so you know there's kind of a silver lining and you know that ultimately there's a, a semblance of a happy ending but still a, a powerful book and it surprised me because i just didn't know anything about it interesting yeah yeah i like that quite a bit i listen to the audiobook of that and she reads it so that's always a bonus you know i always like that when the author yeah i reads do too it. I do too. Although Tim Curry reads the series of unfortunate events by Lemony Snicket. And I don't know where it was, but like book four or five or something, Lemony Snicket, Daniel Handler decided he wanted to read them himself. And so he takes over and oh, oh no. ooh, what a downgrade. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to follow Tim Curry in no. literally anything. Uh, no. But especially when it's just a vocal thing, that was, uh, that was the one time where I was like, no, this is weird. This is yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a Michael Crichton fan? Yeah. Have you read Crichton books? Um, I mean, I've read Jurassic Park. Okay. <laughs> that might be the only one. <laughs> well, my Michael Crichton reading is so weird and sporadic, but I've read Jurassic Park and I've read, uh, I've read a bunch of the posthumous ones and that's, that's what I picked up this hmm. time. It's, it's Andromeda Revolution. So I read the Andromeda Strain. The Andromeda Strain was actually the first book club I led here at the David A. Howe Public Library, like right in my first couple of months on the job. But the Andromeda Evolution is not like a fragment of a Crichton thing. It's just sort of like the Crichton verse. It's written by Daniel H. Wilson. And do you know much about the Andromeda Strain? The book no. or the movie? Okay. I think you'd enjoy the movie. It's very, I don't know. It's of its time, but it kind of holds up in a weird, interesting way. But the basic premise is the Andromeda Strain is this sickness. This They don't know what it is. And it wipes out a whole town except for an old man and a baby. And they're like, what the heck? These two have nothing in common. Why are they both surviving? And so that's kind of the story of the book. They're trying to deal with a, just the a whole dead town, try to figure out what these two people have in common, how they can stop the spread of the Andromeda strain. It's very science heavy. Um, it's intense. It reads like nonfiction. Hmm. The Andromeda evolution picks up, you know, a generation later, and now they're, they're picking up um, some signs that a new Andromeda strain is forming. Uh, and it really expands and goes in a different direction and kind of fundamentally changes what was going down with the original Andromeda strain, but in a way that kind of works. I mean, it does feel like an evolution, Sally, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think, huh. I think if you're like a Crichton aficionado and somebody put this in front of you, you wouldn't be like, of course, this is a book written by Michael Crichton. But I think it gets the spirit right, and I think like... If you know what you're going into, you can make the transition pretty easy. I liked it. I'd recommend it. 
I mean, it sounds interesting. And I do love that kind of like hypothetical post-apocalyptic or nearing apocalyptic literature. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. And the the original uses um, graphs and like scientific imagery to the extreme. And this did a little of that, but the balance was kind of better. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was cool. Did you hear this news about uh, Michael Crichton and (laughs) who's dead, by the way, that we need to we need to just put that out there. Michael Crichton is long dead. Uh, but there's some, some a book that he'd started on that was about Hawaii. And his widow, Sherry Crichton, has been like the one who's kind of pushing forward, you know, things he had left, uh, sanctioning things like the Andromeda evolution. But she's taking this partial novel, and James Patterson is finishing it. Ah. Is that like um, the weirdest combination of people? Like Michael yeah. Crichton and James like, can't even pick people more like different yeah. in, in their writing styles. It's so weird. Also, I could have sworn that James Patterson is not actually writing a single word anymore. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, if I had to take no. an author and be like, I bet he's got minions. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he definitely has minions. <laughs> I don't know. He's he's still the sole credit on the Alex Cross series and the other ones. Like, I've read a scattering of the other ones and they do feel like James Patterson books. So he's got some involvement or somebody does because they do yeah. have... Um, something in line you know last halloween you were just reading that dolly parton james patterson did you read that did you actually do it shoot which one was it oh no i oh yeah no 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 i did you did <laughs> sorry i was confused for a second because i also read a J- dolly parton uh memoir around the same time okay. i'm not sure okay. if i had read it yet which one i read first but yes i did read that and it was okay well i liked bits of it but okay. i feel like it was kind of a watered down version of dolly dolly's life and i was yeah, like I well think that, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah okay all right i i never even bothered i i picked up the one that he wrote with bill clinton <laughs> and yeah. i listened to a little bit of the audiobook which was read by dennis quaid and it was just so funny it was just like super sexy president wanted by all women he's <laughs> also an action hero and i'm like wow <laughs> oh boy wow <laughs> Come on, Bill. <laughs> okay. All right. I did not ever l- look at that Hillary Clinton Louise Penny book. No, I I'm not against it and I would yeah. potentially read it. It was it did go it was out here like wildfire in Hammond's Port. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Its demographic is the demographic of Hammond's Port, I will Perfect. say. Perfect. I mean, people love Louise Penny. I know that it was yeah. like kind of similar and that it was like super cool, super smart secretary of state, you know, yeah. on official business. <laughs> pew pew, you know. So Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anything else on your reading or watching list as of late? I mean, I've been going down just like rewatching and rewatching all of oh these. Oh my gosh. Let's, like, okay, let's talk about uh, it. it. Just like there's been a slew of like church documentaries coming out recently. Oh, okay. Like of all different, like, uh, this is nothing against church at large, by the way. If, if okay. people have happy churches, Disclaimer. that is wonderful for them. Disclaimer. <laughs> um, yeah. These are churches that have gone too far into cult realm and now they're just like all getting sort of exposed in these docu-series and so Uh there's like the one on jerry falwell (laughs) there's the the duggar documentary uh happy smiley people uh the way down (laughs) workshop all of the hill song the mega church exposed like all of these things and i'm eating it up wow eating it up and so i've watched each of them at least like twice by now some of them i feel like four or five times you wouldn't have to change almost anything about what you said to tell me that this was like a new genre of horror that you were into because i feel like the transition is it's so so slim you know yeah 
it's very similar, I would say. Big okay. overlap. And I would probably say big overlap of people like yeah. me that are into that. Yeah, probably so. Um, They're just trying to make church great again, Sally. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's crazy stuff. I mean, yeah. and it's very interesting. And they're all very good. I really will say that. And yeah. I've also, they sort of got me into a new genre of podcasts that I've been listening to, Ooh. which is scam-related podcasts. <gasps> Do you listen so, to Scam Goddess? Do you listen to Scam yes. Goddess with Lacey Mosley? I love Scam yes. Goddess. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Oh, oh my gosh. Gosh, she's so addicting fun. to listen to she's she so is funny. i don't even yeah. care about the scams i just yeah <laughs> i just want to hear yeah. yeah no that's a i mean i do care about the scams so that's one of my favorite podcasts yeah no she's fabulous um so that one scamanda which is like a uh investigative journalism one so it's only okay. like eight episodes super interesting um about amanda c oh, what's her name amanda something and she was a big like cancer influencer so she's oh. had cancer and stuff okay um and this is not a spoiler because you go in at the very beginning knowing know okay. um, she never has cancer but it's like it's a 20-year scam basically that she runs that's a long like, that's a long con right there yeah and it's like through different communities and stuff so it's a really interesting okay. podcast and then okay. scam influencers with sachi cole and sarah haggy but yeah, yeah so i've been super into <laughs> the yeah. whole like world and i think that's a pretty Big Venn diagram of like scams and yeah. these particular like mega churches that are scams. <laughs> now be careful because as listeners might recall, you once crashed your car while listening to the All the Books show. That's true. So you don't want to get you don't want to get distracted. Episode. The Batman episode. <laughs> I'll never Batman forget. Episode. Yeah, good, good. I hope I hope you learned about Batman because of that. It's forever in my mind. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, my watching, I feel like, is very vanilla compared to all this these like weird rabbit holes you're going down. But <laughs> I'll tell you anyway. My wife and I started watching Starstruck on Max. It's, mm. it's a sitcom about this woman who has like a fling with this guy. And then it turns out that he is like a huge, huge movie star. And she just like didn't realize it. And then it's kind of about them sort of like, will they, won't they get together? And they almost do. And then it's like, oh, his fame gets in the way or there's some misunderstanding with an article she reads about that. You know, it's just, it's very like even and balanced, like which one of them is like at fault for keeping them apart. It's very classic rom-com and I'm here for it. That sounds delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that'll be my post-Halloween chill down <laughs> it's good it looks like it's three seasons we're in the midst of season one right now i'm watching loki i know you don't really care about the marvel shows <laughs> I, but i do feel like if there was ever one that you'd care about it might be loki because it's uh it's just it's you know it's tom hiddleston and and um owen wilson mm-hmm. just sort of buddy copping through time i don't know it's uh it's it's a good amount of like sci-fi and twists and things i could see you getting into it but I wasn't super into season one and something about season two coming out. I was like, I got to give this show a chance. And I've been liking it and I'm up to date. Kihu Kwan is in season two and he he's just one of those actors who makes everything better. So, nice. you know, it's a good time. Have you watched the Frasier reboot? Just clips of it, you know, just, like yeah. a few things have floated across my Facebook and I do watch them when they come across. Yeah, me, yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. I love Frasier. So, yeah. you know. But yeah. I think it's that it's that like balance of like I just don't think it'll be that good. But yeah. maybe they'll maybe they'll prove me wrong. Yeah. I don't know. Have so, you? Yes. At our time of recording, two episodes are out and I did watch them. Okay. My wife and I are actually we she's never seen Cheers and I like yeah. grew up watching Cheers, you know. So we've been watching through Cheers and so I was like, Well, I don't want you to watch Frasier because I feel like it's gonna spoil 
stuff about Cheers, so just forget it. Because the news show set in Boston. Oh, I didn't realize. I watched it alone. And there's a lot of stuff that feels very dated. Like Kelsey Grammer walks out and there's just all this canned applause and everything. And it's like, I don't know that we're still doing laugh tracks, but okay. I think the thing that really saves it is Kelsey Grammer's just still got it. Mm. You know, it doesn't, I was worried that it would just be like Kelsey Grammer up there pretending to be Frasier, but it really does feel like Frasier. And I'll watch these 10 episodes, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not against giving it a shot because yeah. yeah, I mean, Frasier is great. When so. they announced it, I was like, bad idea. And then when it was as closer it got, I was kind of excited to watch it. And I still think they shouldn't do it. Like, you're just not going to top what it was, you know? Right. So it's a weird move. And like the Murphy Brown, which I love Murphy Brown, but that Murphy Brown reboot they did was just excruciating. So I don't think Fraser's going to embarrass itself. It's just like, do we need it? No. But is it fun? Yes. Gotcha. Well, that's good. Is Kelsey Grammer the only like returning cast member or are there others? Yeah. So the basic premise is that he comes to Boston where his son lives. And then Niles and Daphne's son is going to college at Harvard, maybe. Um, okay. And so there's like family and stuff in it. And it's kind of like, you know, what the original was like Fussy Frazier and his like man's man dad. And now it's like Fussy Frazier and his like man's man's son. So, <laughs> you know, uh, that's kind of what we're doing. Um, but I know that at least Roz and Lilith are supposed to show up oh, at okay. some point. Nice. So, well, that's fun. Yeah, so we'll see. My true obsession right now, Sally, is the morning show on Apple. Have you watched this at all? No. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> John Hamm and Juliana Margulies are regulars. Three, huh. And I love both of them. Yeah. And I don't know. Season three is just like really knocking it out of the park. It's really, it's good. I think you'd enjoy it. I will have to watch this. What's it yeah, on? Yeah, you will. It's Apple. Apple. This is the problem. Yeah. There's so many good shows on Apple right now, and I just yeah. need to do it. I just you need do. to get it. Just get yeah. it for a couple months so you can watch, like, Severance and The After Party and yeah. Foundation. and What's the, the one, Ted more. or something? Yeah, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yeah, Ted Lasso. Sure. Yeah, it's I a feel-good kind of show. Yeah. 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 So, so many. Gotta Ted Lasso, I feel like the way it hit in 2020 when everybody was just like, or maybe it was even sooner. It was when we were all depressed because of the yeah. world. Not that that's, yeah. I mean, it's only slightly better, but it was like when we were all really, truly in the pits. And Ted Lasso is like the most optimistic show that's ever existed. And it was just like being slapped across the face with sunshine. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We, we all need that sometimes. Yeah, I think so. That yeah. makes sense. I will. How... One last uh, TV thing, though. Have you seen the other two yet? Yes. I like that. Yes. Good. Yes. <laughs> we we really poured through that. And I yeah. was so sad when it ended because I, yeah. I loved it. It was hilarious. It's pretty brilliant. Season three is a little wonky, but uh, I did really liked it overall. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, if that's it for uh, Bookmark, let's get into some book news. Though, actually, the book news today is going to be an award. <laughs> Sally, I wish to regale you with the winners of the 2023 Bram Stoker Awards. <gasps> da, da, da. They are as follows. Okay, best screenplay went to The Black Phone. This is a Blumhouse yeah. production. Scott Derrickson, C. Robert Cargill. Were you not watching this? I feel like we talked about this last year. Yeah, it came out last year. It's great. Yeah. yeah. 
That was yeah. one of my okay. favorites from 2022. Okay. It looks like we have a tie. It's that and Stranger Things Season 4, Episode 1, The Hellfire Club. Uh, it was not about Season oh, 4 okay. of Stranger yeah. Things. That didn't, really, that didn't really do it for me. So, yeah. I mean, Hellfire Club definitely was the best part about it, I think. But Yeah. I just Man. felt like it was a weak season. <laughs> but anyway, uh, graphic novel. The winner goes to Kolchak the Night Stalker, 50th anniversary. Wow. I never even saw that show. Did you see that? back? Was that 60s, 70s? I don't think so. No. Okay. Winner for nonfiction. Writing in the Dark, the workbook by Tim Wagner. You read a lot of nonfiction horror stuff? Stuff about horror? You know, not a lot, I would say. I do watch a lot of documentaries about horror. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't read a lot about it, although I have gotten into a few things. Like one of my favorite nonfiction collections is um, Women in Chainsaws. Okay. And so do read occasionally when stuff flips okay. across. Usually my dad pushes it my way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the nominees for anthology didn't win was Chromophobia, a strange house anthology of women in horror. That seems like... That sounds right up my alley. Yes, but the winner was Screams <laughs> from the Dark, 29 Tales of Monsters and the Monstrous by Ellen Datlow. Hmm. Best Collection went to Breakable Things by Cassandra Kaw. Best Short went to Fracture by Mercedes Yardley. This was collected in Mother, Tales of Love and Terror. Interesting. Best Long Fiction, The Werewolf by Alma Katsu. Best Middle Grade Novel went to They Stole Our Hearts. They stole our hearts. This is book two of the Teddy's saga. To the heart-pounding sequel to They Threw Us Away about a group of teddy bears looking for a place to call home and answers to life's biggest questions. It's a unsettling cover. I'll tell you that. <laughs> One of the nominees here for middle grade, uh, This Appearing House by Ali Malenko, I'm currently reading. That's one of my yeah. Halloween reads this year. So, yeah. Nice. Best young adult novel went to The Triangle by Robert P. Atone. Born with a gift for engineering and technology, Aslan and her father Merrill spend their days running a small shop in the flotilla community of Coral Cove. They scavenge shipwrecks, sunken vessels, and what precious little remains of the world before the planet drowned. With their best friend Ellis, they do their best to support their community while struggling to survive. When a group of scouts sent by the Order, a mysterious and powerful northeastern cabal, goes missing in the nearby Bermuda Triangle, Merrill is tasked with finding them. Unbeknownst to him, Aslan and Ellis have snuck aboard to join on the mission to find out what lurks within the Triangle. The ancient cosmic truths they discover may be more terrifying than they imagine. Do you feel terrified, Sally? I feel mildly concerned. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's perfectly fair. Uh, let's see. Uh, best first novel went to... Beulah by Christy Nogle. Okay, here you go. Beulah is the story of Georgie, an 18-year-old with a talent or affliction for seeing ghosts. Georgie and her family have had a hard time since her father died, but she and her mother Gina and sisters Tommy and Stevie are making a new start in the small town of Beulah, Idaho, where Gina's wealthy friend Ellen has set them up to help renovate an old stone schoolhouse right there. Of course there's going to be ghosts. Georgie experiences a variety of disturbances. The town is a familiar from dreams, and she seems to be experiencing her mother's memory of the place, not to mention the creepy ghost in the schoolhouse basement. Sally, you had a creepy ghost in your schoolhouse basement. That's true. Yeah, Fillmore Central School. <laughs> uh, she's able to maintain in her own laconic way until she notices that her little sister Stevie also has the gift. Stevie is in danger from a malevolent ghost, and Georgie tries to help. But soon, Georgie's the one in danger. That sounds kind of fun to me. I like this. I like yeah, the sound I, of this one. I, this was best classic best first novel uh here it goes the the winner for the novel 
of the year for the Stoker Awards, The Devil Takes You Home by Gabino Iglesias. Here, Sally, is your synopsis. From Bram Stoker, Anthony and Locus Award-nominated author Gabino Iglesias comes a genre-defying thriller about a father desperate to salvage what's left of his family, even if it means a descent into violence, both supernatural and of our own terrifying world. Dun-dun! I see one of the nominees here is Style by Catriona Ward. Have you read anything by her? I don't think so. Okay. I just did, and we can talk about it as we roll into our Halloween spotlight. Excellent. So the one I read by her is called Looking Glass Sound by Catriona Ward. And this was such a weird book. It starts very straightforward. It's like these kids, the teens, kind of go out to this, it feels like New England-y kind of town, like, you know, where they're right on a harbor. And there's this whole thing about, like, this man breaking into, or they don't know, somebody breaking in and taking pictures of sleeping kids. And then there's a whole thing with, like, women disappearing in the lake. And it seems like it's just a very, like you know, sort of classic spooky stuff is going on and these teens in a harbor town have to solve. But as it goes, we do like a big time jump and then it's sort of like the characters are writing about it. So sometimes what you're reading is not the actual narrative, but it's one of the characters like novel or memoir of what happened. And so like they change tone as far as like, is it first person? Is it third? They change genders of characters. So they change like there's kind of a, a love triangle. And sometimes it's like it switches who's in loves with whom based on whose version of the story you read. So it by the end of it, it's like there's so much going on that you have to be like, OK, well, that wasn't true. That was just in the, the person's novel. Mm-hmm. And this was that person's memoir, which differs from the other thing. So there's like so many moving parts that it kind of stopped being scary at some point. Like it stopped feeling like foreboding or menacing because I feel like I was spending so much time trying to keep it all straight in my head. Like in a good way or a bad way? Like you felt like it wasn't successful or you feel like that made it more interesting? I Maybe it's just me. I felt like I understood it all, but the effort it took to kind of get there was maybe a little too much. You know, I think it, I had to keep kind of pulling back and being like, right, so that character is this and that is this. So I don't know, maybe somebody would just soak it up like a sponge and and it would feel all right. But by the end of it, I felt very distant from the events taking place and I didn't, it didn't leave much of an impact in that way. Mm. But it was so, I'd never read anything like it. I thought it was so clever Mm. and the parts I liked, I really liked. So it's like, Maybe not a great start for this author, but one that I'll like add to my list of, of authors that I look for, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, it's it actually sounds really interesting. I feel yeah. like even with those caveats, I would still like be intrigued by it. Looking Glass Sound. You can check it out right here Looking at the David Glass A. Howe Public Library. Yeah. You can't check it out from Hammondsport, but I can get it from well, you. Could you could put a hold on it. Yeah, put a hold on it at Hammondsport. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Eric and I read the Tommy Knockers. You know, Eric and I have been reading a Star or Star Trek. <laughs> Eric and I have been reading a Stephen King book together for so long, and the Tommy Knockers was. Uh, we thought Cujo was like the last of the early books that we hadn't read, but Tommy Knockers was in there, and it kind of has a reputation for being bad, and that reputation is correct. Ah, it's not a good book. Um, it's just. <laughs> It's just sloppy and meaningless. And normally, 
when Eric and I both read a book, we really kind of pull at different things and there's things he likes that I don't, but we were like a hundred percent on the same page where it's like, this is just a poorly written book, you know? Mm. And Stephen King also kind of agrees like in later interviews, he's like, I wish I could rewrite that, you know? Yeah. Cause it does. <laughs> I bet there's quite a few Stephen King would like to yeah. rewrite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does have something at its core, you know, that does feel right. Uh, but it just didn't work. Right, so what are you reading? Well, for spooky stuff, I, I'm i doing, our library is partnering with the Finger Lakes Boating Museum to do oh. a spooky walk. So we're calling it the Legends and Lore Mystery Haunted Tour. And so I've been reading a lot of short stories in preparation for that. So a lot of like haunted Finger Lakes, haunted Cuca Lake kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so that's been fun. So like local legends, some of them are about like haunted buildings or or ghosts that are around the area. And then others are like legends of Cuca Lake and stuff like that. So that that's sounds fun. cool. Yeah. And then I also have been reading your girl, Amanda Warmer. <gasps> came to She was just here. The... Yes. And I went, so I couldn't come this year, but I went last year Yeah, and I got a bunch of her books and I had read like a little bit of, so I got like, I bought like seven of her books. I, I know you were like, yeah, <laughs> like I was a big fan. Two big um, bags. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I read like a little bit of them last year um, because some of she has this it's like a compilation it's a women's journal called the feminine macabre and there's a bunch of different volumes of it so I had read one last year and I've been reading through a second one this year okay which they're just fun because they're all different sometimes they're sort of like investigative pieces where they have photos of haunted areas and stuff like that and then others it's like legends some of them are made up some of them are you know based in fact and then her a haunted atlas of western New York I was reading through and I was shocked to see Alfred State College. <gasps> Sally. Mackenzie West, where I was the residence hall director. Oh my gosh. Made this book. So wow. that was like one of my favorite things in that's, the world. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. So I've been enjoying those because she she's a very like direct writer. Yeah. Um, and so I like this like very short succinct direct like no nonsense no frills no like some people say this and some people say this and so it's like easy to like pick it up read five of them and put it down yeah <laughs> um yeah which I've people love it so, when yeah. she's here like the response to her coming is always great so yeah i mean yeah. she's a good speaker too yeah. so that helps that's cool but, yeah well, you know i have to have some archie comics every halloween it's just it's the law of the land so i read archie's and friends ghost stories and it was fun they were all Archie ghost stories, and they were, and that was fun, and they were spooky. But I'm reading one called Sabrina, Something Wicked This Way Comes by Kelly Thompson. Uh This is the second of Kelly Thompson's Sabrina books, and the first one was great. Um, It's not connected to, like, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, like those the comics or the show. It's a different... It feels like a more classic kind of 60s take on Sabrina, but it's obviously, like, a little bit more serious and... Um, but they're spooky and they look great. And I loved that first volume. So I was really excited to find the second one. Uh, so that, those are my Archie reads this year and I'm, I'm having a good time with them. Nice. What's on your watch list? So many things. Oh my gosh. I had to write okay. them all down so I, that I would make do. sure I didn't lose anything. Well, so for TV shows, it's a little bit slimmer this year. Okay. I just rewatched Bly Manor, uh, with my oh, wife. And okay. Okay. She was meh on it, and I yeah. feel like my second time watching it, I was a little more meh on it, which yeah. is unfortunate. I, um, of the two, Bly Manor was definitely the one that left me yeah. a little bit more like, whatever. 
Yeah, exactly. Which is unfortunate. And you I didn't like you it. didn't like Midnight Mass, as I recall. You didn't really I didn't. Have you but tried? I'm gonna give it a second chance. Oh, you are. Um, okay. So Sarah wants to. That's my wife. She wants mm. to watch that, and then we're gonna watch the Fall of the House of Usher, yeah. which just came out. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have great hopes for the Fall of the House of Usher. Yeah, I want to see that. I feel too. like. I'd rather just watch them in order with her. So yeah. we're going to do Midnight Mass okay. next, I think. That's cool. I never watched Midnight Mass, so maybe I need to do that too. Speaking of Mike Flanagan, yeah. did you ever watch Dr. Sleep, or is this my annual plea to suggest Doc- Dr. Sleep to you? Annual plea. plea. Annual plea. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I think you'll find it interesting. But anyway, continue. <laughs> one, day, one day, Nick. Yeah, one of these days. Um, so... I went back and rewatch, or no, sorry. I went back and caught up on some of my American Horror Story. Oh, uh, so I watched yeah. Double Feature, okay. which is the Providence Town one, uh, and it was okay. I always like the cast. I think the cast is so stellar for those. Um, but the later seasons are just so much weaker than the earlier seasons. That makes sense. But it was, you know, they're doing this new thing, American Horror Stories. I probably talked about it last year because they're in their like third or fourth season now. Wow. But that came out. They're still solid, I think. I think that format works a little bit better now. Okay. Um, so they're one-off episodes yeah. that are just like horror shorts. Oh, okay. And I like kind those. Yeah. And then Sarah has been getting into this show called Love, Death, and Robots. Oh. Which, if Eric were here, he'd probably argue about whether or not that fits into the horror world. But mm. I'll tell you, I've watched a few of them with her. And I, yes, there's you count. a lot you of count it. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, some of them are funnier um, and lean more into like the robots thing, but then others are definitely uh, in the horror genre. So okay. those are kind of fun. Actually, my brother Ben and Sarah are having a like competition and they're ranking all of them oh. in like a sh- giant spreadsheet that they're yeah. doing because they're only like five to 15 minutes long. Yeah. There's three seasons of it on That's Netflix. That's fun. So, so those are my TV shows. Okay. I watched one called 1899 uh, on Netflix, and I I think that you could argue, I thought it was going to be more horror than it actually was, but I went into it as a spooky thing, so I'm going to count it anyway. And it's basically these people on this ship uh, that's doing like a transatlantic thing in 1899, and their sister ship had like gone missing, and they start getting a signal from this other ship, and they go and find it, and it's just like completely abandoned and it looks like it's been through the ringer and all they find on the ship is this is maybe this is a spoiler it's like first episode but if you don't want to know anything you could just jump ahead five seconds but just so you know what we're dealing with they hear some banging from a cabinet in like the ballroom and they open it up and there's just a little boy Intriguing. And that's all you get uh, so it was good. I think it. I think it maintained throughout. It was always had kind of a creepy air and what's going on and everything. Hard to end a show like that to fully satisfy you, I think, because the mystery is always going to be better than the resolution. And I think it falls a little bit into that, but definitely worth the watch. I liked it a lot. Nice. And then I'm watching uh, Mayfair Witches. Ah, uh, yes. Based on the Anne Rice books. Have you seen yes. this at all? I have not, but it is on my list. Yeah. I. I've never actually read an Anne Rice book. Me either. But my, my brother loved the vampire books, but I, I haven't never read them. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of infamous, like, you know, classics yeah. in the horror yeah. world. When I was eight, I picked up a 
book on tape <laughs> of Anne Rice and joyfully brought it back to my house to listen to. And my parents found it before I could listen oh, to it. So and I they said no? Jeez. They said no. They said, that's too sexy for oh, an eight-year-old. Well, to be yeah, fair, probably, probably, correct. Probably, right. <laughs> probably correct. Probably correct about the sexiness for sure. Uh, yeah, but it's we're a couple. It's an eight-episode season, so we're like right in the middle of it so far. It's a good cast, uh, and I'm intrigued. I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. But that's that's nice. and, and I want to get to House of Usher. I'm hoping to do that before. Yeah, I, my movie watching has not been great, Sally. Uh, I hmm. I made my son and my wife, but mostly for my son, rewatch Escape to Witch Mountain, which is a classic oh, Disney. Yeah. Um, not actually creepy, not really a scary movie. Uh, the witch name is kind of a misnomer, but it always in my mind, like watching that as a kid, I always thought it was spooky, you know. So it still kind of mm. counted that way. So we watched that, and I watched never seen this before, <laughs> but I watched Ghostbusters. You've never seen Ghostbusters? <laughs> never. That's insane. I don't think I was allowed, like when I was a kid, I don't think I was allowed to watch it because it's like ghosts, you know? Um, and I just never did, even though, you know, I love Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd, you know, the whole cast. It's a stacked cast. Yeah. Manny Potts, like everybody's great in it. Well, and so, I feel like that's like your your jam is like 80s camp kind yeah. of stuff. I know. You know? Man. I know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't explain myself. Uh, so, but we finally just did it. Not as many ghosts as I was hoping. I gotta say, I no. wanted more ghosts. <laughs> very, yeah, very little busting. Title. Very, very few ghosts. Uh, but I did love it. I mean, I thought they were all thought they were all great. Mm -hmm. I just the whole like, I don't know, like the gargoyles and the like other realm and like demony stuff. Like I was fully in for like Slimer and the library ghost, you know. But you don't get much beyond that. So yeah, no, that's true. How is two? Are you gonna two watch the good? remake? Yeah, uh, it's uh, okay. Okay, I mean, it's fine. Okay. I want it to be better. I mean, oh. good comedians, but did you watch Afterlife, the more recent one that kind of continues that? No. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it either. I actually did watch the reboot. Um, I think we oh, saw okay. that in theaters when it came out. Gotcha. So up until this point, that was my only reference to Ghostbusters. Weird. I feel like that movie gets a bum rap. I thought it was good. I liked it. Do you like it? I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. I feel like it wasn't amazing. Yeah. You're, it, you're definitely damning it with faint praise, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, and then finally, because, uh, because of But Have You Tried. So here we are in the House Things feed, but over on But Have You Tried, the new podcast from the David A. Howe Library, I've challenged my co-host, Ali Fesmeyer, to watch the others, which she's never seen. And Sally and I are going to school her on all things The Others. So I did rewatch that, but I also rewatched that writer-director's other movie, Regression, with Emma Watson and Ethan Hawke. And it's sort of um, playing on the, the idea of like the satanic panic, you know? And it's oh, sort of like a, a possession kind of thing. It doesn't work. I just... No. It's not really scary ever. And it just... The Others is so tight, which we'll get into in But Have You Tried, so I don't want to spend too much time on it, but it's it's just so tight and well-structured, then regression is just kind of like, pfft. so, mm. I don't know. Fortunate. I know. I know, but that's where I'm at. We still have time uh, to, to watch more, and I do intend to watch more, but that's where I'm at at our time of recording. What else have you done? Well, so for movies, I, I feel like I always get into movies in spooky season. I mean, yeah. I love a good horror TV yeah. show, but movies are still my bread and butter. So I've watched quite a few. Um, I mean, so for documentaries, there's one that just came out 
called Monster Inside, which is on Russ McCanny because he's infamous for running these extreme horror houses. Oh. But they're borderline torture houses. And Yeesh. so it's an interesting documentary because it basically goes into sort of the psychological trauma that he's caused in these. Sure. But then it talks about people who do this well yeah. <laughs> and and don't cause lasting trauma yeah. and then the unregulation of them and how this could can be like a potentially harmful thing yeah. but it's an interesting movie um so that's on hulu but then i've also watched gone in the night with winona Ryder. oh i Infinity wanted to see that Pool. was it good gone in the night it was. It, you know, it didn't get stellar reviews. It yeah, got like kind yeah. of mediocre reviews, but I really enjoyed it. And I okay. think you could definitely handle it. Okay. I mean, it's it's it. eerie, but it's not like horror. I'm going to do it. Um, and I think Winona's great in that role. Yeah. I think she's, I'm glad she's back. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I liked it. Infinity Pool with Mia Goth, which okay. is pretty cool. Okay. I, I recently heard somebody say that Mia Goth is uh, the 2020s answer to Shelley Duvall. And that seems accurate so far. <laughs> no one will save you. It's a fun uh, alien flick. The tank. Mm, okay. A uh, cobweb with Lizzie yeah, Kaplan. I love Lizzie Kaplan. How? How? I do too. That? I love Lizzie Kaplan. Um. So we watched this because it promised us not only horror but sort of Halloween vibes, yeah. which we know is not necessarily always the same thing. True. Um. It did deliver on that. Some really beautifully shot sort of muted tones, big pumpkins growing in a backyard, like okay. old school creepy house kind of vibes. Loved all of that. I love Lizzie Kaplan in this role. She's phenomenal and like kind of made to be this sort of like other mother kind of character. Okay. But it's got a weird twist and mm. I feel like it's two different movies. I oh. want the first half of this movie to be one movie and I want this That's monster rough. that emerges to be the second movie. And I'm not going to spoil it for you. I think it's still worth a watch. Okay. Uh, but just know that you're going to be like in two different movies. Mm. Um, okay. It is creepy though. I will tell okay. you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I did. Uh, so I watched Megan. I mean, that was a couple oh. of months ago, but yeah. yeah, yeah. if you're gay, you got to watch Megan. Oh. That's my understanding. <laughs> That's like the law. Um, okay. Yeah. And then Knock on the Cabin Door, which, or Knock on the Cabin, isn't that? Yeah. A Shyamalan movie about the end of the world. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's actually kind of interesting. You know, okay. it's not like, it's not as good as like classic Shyamalan sure. uh, before he had his like, uh, yeah. but I would say this one, you know, He's got my interest. Okay. Um, so I did like yeah. and then, old. Did you like old? I liked old too. I mean, so old, I would say I like this one slightly better than I like oh, old. Okay. All right. But I did like old. Yeah, I, I actually bought the, uh, the graphic novel after that movie. Cause Look I was interested. It's like a French graphic novel. Ah, I mean, oui, I didn't oui. read it in French, Yeah, but <laughs> um, okay. it's a good graphic novel too. Okay. okay. And then I've rewatched, the Saw series and the Final Destination series okay. in the All last right. few days, just to get some classic stuff in there. Yes. Yeah. I still have a long list to go, though. I still want to see Skinamarink, Talk to Me, Hershera, The Blackening. That looks hilarious. That does look Influencer, funny. Attachment, Slother House, about a college girl who adopts a sloth that murders a bunch of people. Huh. Uh, That's yeah. a unique premise. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so... 
I don't know. It it's like an I feel like last year was like such a good year for horror mm. that anything beyond that feels a little disappointing, okay. but I still think that this is a strong year. So okay. I'm I'm pretty excited You about heard it. it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to have to I think I'm going to add Cobweb and Gone in the Night to my list of things to watch this season. And and House of Us, of course. I want to watch Yeah, yeah. All of these things. Okay. Well, that's pretty exciting. Sally, this is technically the first of our Halloween podcast together, and there's so much more to come, and I'm going to do a rundown. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. (laughs) The Queen of Halloween is making her first stop here. Next, you can listen to her over on But Have You Tried, right here on the David A. Howe Public Library. So if you're listening in the feed here for How's Things, we'll drop it right here. If you're listening on YouTube, you got to go find it over on But Have You Tried, and subscribe to that podcast while you're at it. But we're going to be talking about the others. Then, Sally's going to join me over on 9021 Here We Go, where Sally, Kendra, and I are going to be talking about the 2014 Brian Austin Green film, Don't Blink. No spoilers, Sally, but you've seen this before? I have, yes. I have not watched it, so we'll, we'll see if it's fun. <laughs> My hope is that it's fun, okay? I mean... Then, finally, uh, we're going to watch Ewok Hunt, for this Endorian life, it's a fan-made film uh, about basically Ewoks Blair Witch style, right? Is that more or less? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, it's good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, and Spoiler I'm also <laughs> I'm also reading in the press <laughs> that you're also going to be on previously on X Men covering some spooky X Men comics too. That's right. Yep. Yeah. That's where I dip my toe furthest out of my realm. Yeah. And get into comic book realm, and I enjoy it because it's always fun. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's uh, just to recap. So how's things? But have you tried? 9021, here we go. Previously on X-Men and This Endorian Life. Five. Five. my pencil. I have five fingers up. Five Halloween podcasts for you. That's that's pretty impressive. I'm really, I'm really like, I don't know how I made it here. I don't know. Oh, you don't know how you made it here? On any given day, on any given day, you could be dressed like Halloween. That's what you said earlier. That's how you made it That's here. True. Sheer force That's of true. will. Next, I'm just so grateful. I know, and well, and and you deliver. That's the thing, you know. Next. Every time, every time. Originally mm-hmm. planned for the feed and our next house thing special was going to be with Sarah Jacoby Murphy for Dooney Dooney Trace, but they moved the Dune movie, so now. We have no. to move the episode because we, we can't watch it now. So That is a bummer. So when is the new Dune movie coming out then? Well, it was supposed to be musical? like now. And I think it's like February. It's in 2024. Oh. Who knows? It could, the yeah, writer's man. strike kind of pushed everything around. Yeah. So the next thing here for How's Things will be our Christmas special, which is coming up in December. My friend Bo Hutchings is going to be back for Cozy Bros yes. 4. And we're going to nice. be reading uh, some cheesy Christmas books. Always, always fun to have Bo on the pod. I love it. All right. So remember, uh, get out your Sally Halloween bingo card and follow her through all of the episodes. It's going to be a good time. All right, Sally. Well, as always, thanks for Halloween podcasting with me. Thanks for having me. I always love it. I will see you on But Have You Tried. Woo-hoo.